You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. And with us in studio today, would our special guests please identify themselves? Hello, this is Ruthie Stone. And Denise Wolven. There they are. The wives are back. And that other special guest, as always, is... The Garden Gnome. <laughs> Travelocity, here we come. <laughs> that pointy little hat does look good on you, I have to say. It's quite a feature. If I could only grow a beard. <laughs> we can make that happen. More fertilizer. <laughs> yes. Hey, before I forget, we need to do our special announcement. We have some winners in our Name That Chocolate Bar contest that we did a few weeks ago. And uh, I would like to congratulate the first person who contacted me, Randy Hughes from here in St. Thomas. Um, nailed it first try. Uh, Fabio Aruda from Hamilton. Uh, Angela Shoecraft from Way to uh, go, Fabio. Tennessee. Yeah, I know. Do you love that name? <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> This is a cool name. And, and his super long hair looks really good on him. <laughs> <laughs> Fabio, you don't have that. We know. He's a great guy. Uh, Angela Shoecraft from Knoxville. Uh, she had actually a coffee wow. crisp in her hand when she sent me the picture. Um, Ruthie had passed them out at their ladies meeting as a gift. And she still had hers, hadn't eaten it yet, and uh, took the picture and sent it to me. So um congratulations uh riley featherstone up in the arctic circle he's up in a nuvik wow um in the northwest territories he got it uh pastor vasi uh in calgary got it uh he's uh pastors but he also drives a truck drives for uh oh i'm gonna say the wrong company uh a fedex i believe and then uh, abigail martinette got it and then we had only one person that didn't get it correctly Eric Rogers from Columbus, Ohio. Whoa, Eric, yeah. good try. Yeah, he said Cadbury Crunch, which that 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 sounds a lot like it. I got to give him. That's pretty close. And and I said, you know, they don't have them in, in the states, so that's a very good guess. Nice. And then I, I want to give a shout out to one of our faithful, faithful listeners, Luke and his uh, sister Michelle Tao. Luke is in Singapore, and uh, Luke sent me a picture of him in Singapore, and on his phone is Tim talks. And he said, I'm listening to Tim Talks in Singapore. Awesome. And they said, not really. It's just a great photo op. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I told him, get on that, man. We need another country. That'd be great. So come on, Singapore. Join the join the uh, band and uh, get behind on the parade. And here we go. So welcome, welcome. Good to have you guys with us. Good to see you. Yes, we're not all together, but you're together and I'm together. We're never all together. I was going to say. We never got it all together. <laughs> True. <laughs> For sure. Well, we had a great week in Cleveland with the uh, kids at uh, Heritage Christian School. It was they awesome. did a great job. Yeah. We've got, we got a fair bit of material for a long time. They gave yeah. us a lot of questions. So good, good job. So thank you to that. Well, it's great to have you guys back. And uh, I've got a question that somebody has posed. And uh, they specifically asked with our ladies in mind. What what did they do, girls? What did you do 
to help shoulder and to weather some of the stresses of ministry. And how did you go about that? Every job has stresses. Everybody has stress. We'll talk about ministry because that's the job we had, but this will relate to everybody, whether you're in school or you have a job, whether you're a lady or man, doesn't matter. But how do you how do you deal with stresses? Let's let's talk about that. And I'll throw it out maybe uh girls. Yeah, I think Denise will have to just be silent on that because living with me yes. there is no stress. Oh <laughs> stress free. I was getting ready yeah. to say uh, yeah, if we I have tiny shoulders, so I throw it all on him. That's it. Oh wait, well, have you seen his Jesus. shoulders? <laughs> I just say it's your fault. Between the two of you, you have one shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> ladies, tell us how do you do it? Go with how it, do you Ruthie. Deal with the st- stresses of of ministry. You mean like helping your husband with the yeah. stresses of ministry? Well, both. How, how do you help your spouse, and then how yourself do you carry the weight sometimes that comes with being? Uh, in a ministry where you're dealing with people and their problems and they're sharing their problems with you. And how do you, how do you bear that? I think that years in, the Lord really helped me see that you, you have to come to the point where you help people the best you can through God's word, obviously, because you're not going to have experienced everything that people come to you with as a problem. So you always have to go with God's word as your main source of advice. And then I think to realize that you can't solve everyone's problems, so you just try to give people the best advice through the help of the Lord that you can. And then if we kind of turn that over to the Lord and realize the Lord's the one that can help them, we just give them the resources, but we can't be the one to solve the problems. I think that helps take a lot of the pressure off of your shoulders when you kind of realize that. Right, when you can How about you, Denise? let them give it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. If it's a lady, which is usually the people that come to us, um, I would say communicating with your with your spouse is uh, is essential. Do you find that in ministry today, as maybe compared to 15, 20 years ago, do you find that there are more people coming with more uh, problems that maybe cause more stress, or would it be the same, or... I think sin is the same, <laughs> but the stresses that come, I think it's a lot more because of social media and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. People can meet people yeah. on the internet, all that. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's funny, too, because I think a lot of times people will say things there that you would never say to somebody in person. Right. That could be more hurtful. So I think probably that's true. People deal with more things that way. Yeah. I think that's cowardly to do that over the phone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was going to say, I think um, I think today, too, maybe it just seems like we're missing some of the coping mechanisms we used to have. And I think maybe some of that's because. You know, I mean, obviously, you have to walk with the Lord first and foremost, and then um I think maybe families aren't always as strong as they used to be. And I think that used to be a huge coping mechanism for people was just the strength of your family unit. Right. So and I think that's really important for us to get back to that. Right. Women are working 
and that's a lot more stress. And mm-hmm. I think we're yeah. missing the simple simplicity of scripture. Just that it's mm-hmm. it can minister to our hearts, and people don't yeah. go to it. Right. What are, What are the, some of the things that people are struggling with that that brings stress in their lives that then you have to carry in your life? Do you think? You mean before, like, yeah, us or okay. Yeah, like when they come to you, obviously they've got a problem in their lives. What are the problems that people are trying to deal with that then becomes a burden or a stress that comes into your life as a pastor's wife in dealing with those problems? Hmm. I think I think a lot of times if people didn't feel, like if you had a lady that didn't feel um, welcomed or loved or, you know, um, part of a group or something, I think then you kind of take that on yourself that I've got to make sure now that I always make sure this lady feels like she's got friends and people are talking to her and people are welcoming her. And you kind of take that on yourself to keep an eye out for that. And Mm -hmm. that maybe becomes a little tough because you are um, busy doing other things as well. But I feel like that's something, a burden you do kind of take on yourself. You want to make sure everybody feels loved and everybody feels welcomed and everybody feels like they have friendships. And so I think that's something you can take on yourself a little bit. You can. I have a church group of ladies that are just phenomenal with that. Just unbelievable. They're great. So I haven't had to struggle with that much, um, at least in the pastorate ministry. Well, have you noticed that perhaps we are too busy or we have things going on all the time. I know that in the past, you know, you're going to say 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, whenever. But there was there was more time of being alone when you're doing your work and you're around the house and you're around the farm or wherever you may be. And the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And I like what one person said. They they said maybe it was the idea of knowing that I am the I am God, that I am what you need, not just mentally knowing that God is there, but experiencing that he is the I am God. Do you, do you think that maybe with social media and television and streaming and everything going on that many times just we're not alone? Right. I think we don't get by ourselves. We're just taken up with 50 million things. Yeah, that's interesting you said that because one of my nieces and I were just talking about that, how we never allow our minds that quiet time. As soon as you get in the car, as soon as you get home, you turn on music or, and it might even be good music. It could be worship music or whatever. But I think like you say, we just always have something running in the background. So we almost never give our minds that time to rest and just really think about things and communicate with the Lord. I think that's very true. Well, I think with stresses, getting by yourself and with the Lord is vital. I can remember a couple times we had a really hard time in our family, just um, a happening, and it really jarred us. So I can remember driving away in the rain and just parking the car and pouring out my heart to the Lord. Yeah. You know, the world is in chaos. Uh, Even as we record this, there's just been another shooting on the campus of uh, the University of Michigan. Um, 
Michigan State. Michigan yeah. State. Wow. We have seen, you know, all kinds of horrific things play out uh, on the news. And I think in times past, we heard about those things, but not like today. It's just instantaneous, and it's we're almost bombarded with it now, like you say, with social media and be, being able to take really your TV with you in your hand on your phone. That stuff is before us all the time, and I think that does cause a lot of grief and sorrow in people's lives. And I don't know that a lot of people know how to handle that and do bring those things into our lives. Let me let me make it a little more direct and say how how do you handle stress? And I know we've talked about you know you know being in God's word for sure, absolutely. Um, you know, but let me let me ask you in in a personal maybe more. Um, Oh, what's the word I want? Direct. Direct, yeah, sense. How how do you deal with those things? Somebody comes to you, lays something heavy on you. What what <laughs> steps do you take, first of all, to process that, and then to be able to handle that and maybe get to a point where you can let that go? Well, I can answer that for her. I bear in my body the marks of her getting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. My stressor is sitting next to me. <laughs> That's why Ruth has such a happy go free life. No stress. No stress. My Yeah, nothing you're gone all the time. Yeah. That's true. Such a... It's been way better oh, than four or five maybe years. That's why the last few years I felt much less stressful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My answer yeah, exactly. after God's word is always ice cream. <laughs> exactly. A hot fudge you know, Sunday I, cures all ills. What Yes. Oh man. We we like graders. <laughs> anyway, but I think I would take it on with walking. I like to do that. I like to swim. So believe it or not, just have some physical activity. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a good answer. And uh, I've heard that, you know, before that getting out and just burning off some of the things really helps. Brother Wolven, what about you? What, what would you say? We're, we're talking to our ladies, but what about you? What are some things you do? Well, I try to pray instantly whenever I start to get bothered. I've mentioned before about getting ulcers and so learning of just when I start getting nervous, anxious, uh, busy, just to give time to the Lord. So you know, I try to do that right away and then hopefully as often as it comes up, just give it to God. But then sometimes I'll sit down and sort of figure out an attack plan, how to deal with this. If it's something that I have to deal with personally or if it's something that I need to get involved in in the ministry and counteract maybe something that I feel the devil is starting to erupt and get into the church, then I need to deal with it with Scripture and not in a condemnatory way, but but a uh, preventive sort of measure before it starts taking hold. Yeah, I, I would say the exact same thing. I try to listen to the problem and kind of sort through it. Um, I, I said before, I love doing that woodworking stuff, the carving and just getting out in my little workshop there and putting on some good Christian music and you know praying and, and then same thing, come back maybe a day later and sit down a plan of attack and see what I can do or what those folks need to do that I've met with. So have you, have you guys ever had a time in your ministry where you felt you, you couldn't handle the stress? 
of ministry? Yeah, I guess I have to add one more thing. I kill people in Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I watch people hang. I watch them hang in old westerns. Yeah. It does me so good. <laughs> I think we said that before. That was our saying is a day without a hanging is like a day without sunshine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Our favorite movie. And you'd be surprised yeah. how many preachers ha- said. Hang them not so high. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Midget Westerns. Hanging from the doorknob. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised at how many preachers said, oh, man, I thought the exact same thing when you said that. <laughs> well, the women will relate to this. Ruthie, do you feel like having a good cry helps sometime? Oh, yeah. I do. I yeah, do. for sure. I do. <laughs> but I get away from Dan. I don't want him to think he has to fix me. <laughs> after every Tim, Why are you crying? After every Tim talks, I just cry my eyes out. What did I do? <laughs> yeah, what's, what did I do? That's exactly right. It, Whatever it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> it's raining today. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, someway, it's his fault always. <laughs> but I feel like a good cry helps. I really do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually not for other people, and it probably should be more. It's therapeutic, <laughs> Andy. Therapeutic. <laughs> In all seriousness, I knew they'd mock us. I knew they'd mock us for real answers. In all seriousness, and uh, you know, without destroying my manliness, there have been times when I've gone out and just cried my eyes out too. There have been some things that I've had to shoulder that just were unbelievable and hurtful and grievous. And uh, there have been times when I've just, man, I've cried out to the Lord. Um, it, it, it gets that heavy sometimes. I, we just talked about this not long ago, too. I said, sometimes, and, and this I'm sure doesn't work for everybody, and it might not be right, but sometimes for me, like after what we've been through the last couple months, losing my mom, then losing his mom just a few weeks later, and then our son moving so far away. I said, I almost shut down a little bit emotionally um, just till I'm ready to handle everything. It's it's almost like yeah. I just turn those emotions off and try not to think about things and not to dwell on things. And then little by little, as I feel like I'm equipped to handle it, I start to sit down and just think about things and work through it. But sometimes I feel like if you try to do it all at once, you almost overwhelm yourself. So you have to find Mm -hmm. out, you know, what works for you. Everybody deals with things like that so differently. And I think we think there's this like pad answer and there's not. I think you have to find out what works in your life for you to be equipped and able to deal with things and then try to do that and try different things and see what works best for you. Another thing that helps me is music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hearing godly music. Yeah. Yeah. Very soothing. That and eating. That really helps me (laughs) just, there you go. You know, (laughs) you know, Doc Strachan, when we were in college, giant Sunday. That's right. Doc Strachan, when we were in college said, you know, when you have a really bad day, Go out and buy yourself a steak dinner. He said, a lot of times you won't be able to afford it when you're first in the ministry, but scrape your pennies together, get a good steak, you'll feel better. And I got to tell you, that has worked a few times in my life where just treating yourself to something special helps relieve some of that pressure. Or going to the hardware store. 
That does it too. Okay, this is funny. One time when we were down by you guys, I can't remember the name of it, but they have that pet store down there where you can go into the little cubicles and play with the puppies. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. I'm telling you, that was great for me. <laughs> if I if yeah. I was feel sad, um, no, I can't remember. No, I think it's another store. But if I okay. feel sad, if I can go someplace like that and just play with puppies. <laughs> That's actually very therapeutic so for me. Simple. It was in Amish country. It was down in Amish There is one in Amish country too, oh, yeah. Okay. But the very first time we went to one, I think, was in Columbus. And that works great for me because then I don't have to bring him home. It's great. I don't have to care for yeah. it. But then I'm sad again when we leave because he won't let me bring one home. Yes. <laughs> it's a vicious circle. But I'm stressed. Not- I, I asked Dan to take me to Myrtle Beach immediately. There you go. <laughs> a great walk on the beach. And if he doesn't, I weep. Well, I I tried licking your face like a puppy, but it didn't work. I said, quit it, queso. <laughs> he has better breath than I do. <laughs> His breath is way better. <laughs> I love queso. Oh, man. Yeah, for those that don't know, Queso's their dog. <laughs> and Queso's very... He's a white cheese. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's very affectionate. Very affectionate. <laughs> yeah, and loves when I'm visiting and staying in the guest suite, loves to awaken me in the morning with his <laughs> gentle his gentle Kisses. jump on the bed and lick me all over. <laughs> he likes Ruthie. He I know, Ruthie. I love him. That's right, that's right. Well, that's uh, a little over 20 minutes gone by the wayside, and uh, we're going to let it go there for today. Pick it back up on Wednesday. Dealing with stresses in the ministry and in our own personal lives and the lives of others. And there's not a person out there today that doesn't have some kind of stress that they have to bear. And we hope that this week we can help lighten a little of that with the laughter and then give you a few things that might help along the way. So from St. Thomas, Ontario, together with my beautiful wife, my Valentine, um, the woman who makes me what I am today. Oh, boy. My wife. <laughs> Ruthie Stone. Sign off. Oh, thank you. This is Ruthie Stone. Enjoyed being with you today. She well, you already said my name, so she, I'm like, I don't think I have to say She it. turns and looks at me and says, what, 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 what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> you already said. Oh. Well, I'll jump in. Thanks. And Denise Wolven in Columbus, Ohio with her queso <laughs> and her Danny Wolven. From the bowels of the North Columbus Baptist Church Literally. studio, we sign off today. Thank you, Garden Gnome. <laughs> Tune in again Wednesday to figure out how in the world do these four people actually stay together as couples and as friends. We'll be with you on Wednesday. And how did they ever lead a ministry? It's <laughs> great. This is the Tim Talks. Hey, Singapore, how are we sounding now? Have a great day. See you on Wednesday. (laughs) This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.